Hey guys, welcome to episode 7 of The Follow Me Show. You are here with your hosts, Drew and Didi of Follow Me Realty. And I know we had a little bit of a break, so today we are going to cover a lot of awesome uh, topics for you guys, for your buyers, agents, sellers, agents, and everything in between. So let's well, get today, right to it. Yeah, well today more specifically, we're going to talk about how to create wealth as a realtor. Yes, in this episode, yeah. So we're going to talk about, like Drew said, how to create wealth as a realtor and uh, everything that comes along with it. So I'm going to be asking Drew a lot of questions as well today and kind of understand because when it comes to the overall planning of really a really I'm good the man. yeah he is the mastermind behind everything as much as you guys hear me talk Boom. he really is the uh happy wife happy life <laughs> Shut up. okay so i'm gonna ask him a lot of questions and he's gonna do most of the talking unless i interject which i do of course basically so, i'll get about 30 percent of the talking today shut up let's get right to it okay so how do you create wealth as a realtor mr drew well, there's a lot of different facets to creating wealth as a realtor. Um, the biggest one is you have to be perceived as an expert in your marketplace. Yeah. Notice I said perceived. Okay. Because you're not going to be a new realtor and be the expert. You're not going to have all that knowledge, but you need to be perceived as one. Mm-hmm. So that's the biggest thing is you have to be perceived as the expert in your marketplace. So let's say, for instance, you really want to work with, uh, let's just say, I don't know, you want to work with single family homes or, you know, you really, you think at least when you start in yeah. real estate, you're like, okay, sure. so I want to do the standard three, two single family. And I want to be known as the authority within my area, uh, you know, zip codes or what have you, but I don't really know a damn thing about real estate just yet. So yeah. how can you be perceived in the very beginning? Well, it's very simple. Um, we talked about it uh, a few episodes ago. Is You just have to be everywhere. Okay. So if they see you everywhere, they're going to mm-hmm. be like, oh my God, they're everywhere. And they must be the expert. Those aren't the exact thoughts, but somewhere on the subconscious, it starts to seep in. Like, oh wow, you're doing big things. You're doing a showing. You're doing a closing. You're tweeting all the time. You're on Snapchat. You're on Instagram. You must you're know what Pinterest. you're talking you about. You must because know of what that. you're talking about. Yeah. You drive a BMW or Mercedes, even though you may have rented it. Uh-huh. They don't have to know that. Right. Um, so that's how you get perceived. It's pretty much massive action. You have to be everywhere, all the time, mm-hmm. nonstop, twenty four seven. So a lot of it, again, like we always talk about, it comes down image, to man. social media yeah, social and the media. image that you have, your online presence. Exactly. Okay. And, and that's how you get perceived as the expert in your marketplace. You don't go away. You continue to knock on that door and you don't stop until the market starts taking you seriously. So like when I started, you had me, Drew basically had me touch base or he was doing it for me, reaching out on every platform. For, so not just being everywhere, but also reaching out to everyone everywhere as well. So, yes. I mean, we did it through email, LinkedIn. Text message, text calling, message, Twitter, Twitter, if they have a yeah, Twitter. Instagram. And at the time, Pinterest. sometimes I was using Facebook too, because at the time I did have yeah. Facebook. And Facebook's so. good if, if, uh, if you like it, but we don't really like it, so... I think That's we make we that promote. like abundantly yeah. clear. Listen, if you like Facebook and you want some great content for Facebook, check out Easy Agent Pro. I don't oh, get yeah. paid yet to say that, but I probably will in the future. Yeah. 
But Easy Asian Pro, they're great Facebook. They talk a lot yeah. about Facebook. But any other platform, I mean, if you can find someone, it doesn't matter what it's on. If you can find them there. So if you see a buyer and you start Googling their name, you can find out a lot about them. Just like they'll find out a lot about you. So you want to really connect before they even have an opportunity to start Googling you. So that way... You know, you are relevant with them. So that's how you start to gain that perceived credibility. Okay, so, huh, so what would be the second thing that you have to be doing? I mean, like, what do you feel like you have to Well, the second one's easy. Sacrifice, I The second one's easy. You have to be willing to give up a lot in order to get a lot. And what what I mean mean by that is bad habits, old habits, which we'll talk about in a little bit later. Uh Um family, friends, bad relationships. So you're going to have to give up a lot of things that you used to do. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to be hanging out with your friends anymore, going to the movies, And it really depends that, on what kind of friends done. that you have, yeah, I, mean, I would say. Yeah, I mean, if you want to be wealthy as a realtor, that has to go. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, there's really no way around that. Your image has to change. And in order to do that, you're going to have to leave a lot of those bad relationships behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, we definitely experience that with family members and friends and so on and so on yeah so of course if you have a lot of friends that are with the you know citrus club in downtown orlando and they are golfing at all arnold palmer so that's one thing so keep those friends you you keep those friends (laughs) keep those friends they're affluent they they have connections but right you know you're talking about your typical haters you're on facebook you say you say like maybe a motivational post then you get all this negative shit about it right you got to get rid of those people. Right. And we, we had those people. We, we've had a lot of family and friends For that we, sure. don't, we don't speak to anymore because we were trying to create something. We were trying to create a brand, the Opera Realtor at the time. And people didn't want to see us in that light. They wanted to see us as Drew and Dee Dee, college people, mm-hmm. ex-military idiots. However, they wanted to look at us. Yeah, and the thing is, you know, again, I'm going to reemphasize this. If you have friends that are already well-connected and you're well-connected, then those are definitely people that you want to keep. But we're talking about if you're basically completely revamping your game and you're like, okay, I am a very different person now in the sense, well, not necessarily a very different person, but I you have, bigger I have goals. very so, different so goals. So with, yes. with bigger goals, I mean, you're going to naturally progress. Right. I mean, that's just what it is. And in order to progress, you have to have people alongside you. Yeah. You are an average of the five people that you spend the Thank most time with. Thank you for saying that. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, okay. So the first thing you said, you have to be perceived as uh, the expert, you know, in, the the expert in the market. Yeah. So let me touch base a little bit more on that too. And something that I did as a realtor, um, what I did was I blogged a lot about certain things that were relevant to me and my niche. So again, I was the opera realtor. So I talked about luxury homes. I liked to blog about luxury homes and homes that I like to see in Windermere in that area because it is more of a uh, luxury area. And so what I did was I made it a point to always basically let people know that. And so again, that was the perception, even though at the time I didn't necessarily know a lot about Windermere, I uh, bought into the Zillow zip codes into Baldwin Park, which is a more affluent area. And again, 
100 percent impressions because if i was going to do it yeah you should go all the way so i wanted to be perceived as it and the only way that sometimes you have to push yourself to be perceived the only way to do that is to go all in and then say okay well i'll figure that shit out once i get there get there and then you start going in and okay you start to walk the neighborhood to understand the market what are the local events that are going on over there talk about it blog about it put it on instagram and all that yeah yeah okay so what would you say if you want to have a wealthy mindset? I mean, if you want to be wealthy, obviously it's going to affect you uh, mentally or you want it to. You have to kind of retrain your brain if you're not used to yep. thinking that way. So yep. what do so you have to do? So the next thing is you must train your mind to become a top performer. Okay. And that is, especially as a realtor, mandatory. Now there is always the outlier there is always that person that just is naturally confident uh-huh. and they don't have to do shit they just wake up and bam mm-hmm. but for most of us myself included that's not the case so yeah. so in order to become a wealthy realtor and create wealth as a realtor you have to train your mind constantly and you do that by affirmations you know what whatever it is writing your goals out every day mm-hmm. reading them out loud and really retraining your mind to become a top performer so if you're if you're constantly telling yourself you know ah, oh, you know I just want a little bit of money I just maybe want one or I two want clothes. just enough yeah, and, to get by like, well little old me that's that's crap you're not gonna create yeah. wealth doing that you, you have to have the mindset and you have to train your mind to believe that you are the shit you're the mm-hmm. tits and no matter what, you're going to succeed. Yeah, you're not serving anyone, guys. No matter what anyone tells you, think realistically. Life is a journey, not a destination. Blah, blah, blah. All of that. No. It's bullshit. It is complete it, I bullshit. Mean, it's not bullshit if that's what you're going for. If you're like... But if you if you're are like a Zen guy, you know, and that's well, your lifestyle. That's but cool. if you're going for wealth and you're like, okay, you exactly. know what? You got to be reason- little, more cutthroat. Obviously. Um, the reason why you got into real estate wasn't just to make $200 a month. You did not get in, you did not fight to get your real estate license to, uh, you know, help people rent homes. And there's nothing wrong with rentals, but that's what property management companies are for. Which is a great passive income opportunity. Yes, if that's what you're into. But as a residential real estate professional you are here to sell homes whether you're the listing agent or the buyer's agent so you need to have a wealthy mentality i mean that's i mean it's very simple and and like i said you need to train your mind to do that right so that is affirmations meaning so some of my let me just give you an example some of my affirmations are um i have a winning mentality Mm -hmm. i have a winning mindset um I have a very powerful mind. These are all things I tell myself every day. I don't remember the rest because I haven't memorized them, but I read them. <laughs> what are some other times that you use those affirmations? Like, for instance, before you cold call, is those, are those things that you tell yourself? Oh, yeah. Okay, so so I, I have a uh, stage stage fright fair. Mm-hmm. Um, also, pick up the phone, but I force myself to do it. Like, right. I, I don't like to do that. That's not my thing. It's not a lot of people's things. It's terrifying. But it's I have this site, yeah, it's well, yeah, <laughs> of course. But that's what you have to do um, to create wealth. So I'll just repeat a hundred times I love cold calling, I'm an amazing cold caller. Mm-hmm. 
whatever I do is golden. And and I'll just, you know, if, if it's a specific thing that I'm doing that day that I'm really uncomfortable with. You I, do your affirmations. Yeah, I'll do, uh, well, I'll create an affirmation just around that. Like when I was working at uh, Valencia College, I, I used to teach math and I hated public speaking at first. And I, well, I still don't like it, but, mm-hmm. I, you know, I do it. And I had but you to, had to do it a lot. I, yeah, well, yeah, I had to get in front of teach the class. And my first day, I was so nervous, and and pretty much, and what I said to myself, like all night and all the next morning was, I love public speaking. I'm a great public speaker. Mm-hmm. I'm fen- I'm phenomenal. So I I started to you know seek that into my subconscious, mm-hmm. and and that helps. And then next thing you know, you start acting those things out. You know what's funny, guys, even though Drew's saying this, that he has a huge fear of public speaking, and I think a lot of people, like you said, you know, has that issue, but I think it's funny because you're so good when you talk to people. Me? Oh, yeah, yeah, for I sure. mean, it's ridiculous because what? I could sit there and tell someone something <laughs> for 10 minutes and say, but why don't you get this? You should just, I've explained it very well, but then he'll come in and say 10 seconds of something and the light bulb goes off every time so it's really yeah. funny because I love public speaking but I kind of go off on a tangent so those are some of the things mm. that you'll see as a real estate agent like you try to really explain to somebody um, you know a concept or okay so just trying to get let's say you know a buyer to understand why it's probably not the best idea to try to go seven thousand dollars below the list price and then sometimes when you're trying to explain it to them depending on the person you're working with, they can be really aggressive. So then you feel like you can't just speak up and say something, even when it's one person. But your affirmations are going to help you with that because instead of saying, okay, well, they seem like they know a lot because a lot of people walk around acting like they know a lot. And maybe they do, maybe they don't. But remember, you are the one who needs to be perceived as the authority. So everyone has their own perception that they're walking with all the time. But remember, you're the one getting paid to be the authority. And so your affirmations have to follow suit. So, yeah, for sure. I can see why that Frame would happen. Frame that mother effing mind. All right, so then what would you say as far as, okay, we talked about the mind, we talked about the affirmations, and we talked about um, all of that and then the perception of it and what you need to give up. But what about when someone comes face-to-face with you? Like, what do you need to perceive, be gotcha. perceived as visually? Okay, so basically what you're going to have to do... Um, is you're gonna have to redesign your lifestyle, especially as a realtor. Oh yeah. You're gonna have to redesign your lifestyle, or at least redesign your perceived lifestyle in public. Right. You know, behind the scenes, if you're still doing the same thing, I don't suggest it. But mm-hmm. publicly, things need to look different. So, what I mean by that, you're closed. If you dress like a bum, you're not gonna sell houses. Right. You need. You, yeah. you need to look <laughs> on point. All the time. You need to look put together. Suit, tie, nice shoes, nice watch, nice car. Mm-hmm. Constantly. It is it, it that that shit doesn't stop. Right. People are gonna look at you, you're gonna be driving your Mercedes, maybe your Ferrari, and they're like, What do you do? Well I'm a realtor. Yeah. And then that naturally starts the conversation of, Oh wow, well you must be doing good for yourself. Buddy. Right. And you're gonna get clients just based on that. Okay. I need to actually say something yeah, go ahead, right go ahead. here. Okay. Guys, listen, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be very honest with you. When I started in real estate, I was driving a 2001 Hyundai Santa Fe. And with expired tax. Yeah, I was about to say, sometimes, the, the more sometimes, oftentimes than not. Sometimes, six months was expired. 
No, I think it was more than that. The the tags were expired on my car, and you know what we did? We got a subscription car wash anyway. We shined the wheels. We made the nice look, the inside look we as nice as we could. We mommy's BMW when we could. And that's what I was about yeah. to say. So this is the thing. When I had more high-end clients, this is exactly what I did. And I cannot... We rented cars I mean, when we had to. Even still... Just for the showings. I can't believe that this worked the way that it did and that we actually pulled it off. But I actually... <laughs> Borrowed my mother's car, and she is a real estate professional as well, so she knew she had a BMW. I borrowed listen, my dad's and, car. For, and, and, okay. I borrowed, uh, I mean, I, I rented a car. I did whatever I had to do, and perception is everything. And so I'm not saying that you are always going to be in the position to be able to do that. So when you can't, then just make your car look as nice as possible. Because I will tell you, sometimes... Or don't let them see the freaking car. Like Some, you used to do. Oh, and sometimes, listen, when I bought into Baldwin Park, for instance, and I, uh, I I was in Zillow over there, I got a lot of calls last minute, so it's not like I could say, hey, can I borrow your car? Hey, can I borrow your car? So this is what I did, guys. Baldwin Park is not that big of a place, but it's big enough where you need a car. Still, what I did is I had Drew drop me off, and I walked around the neighborhood, and because I had to get to know the area anyway a little more than I did, so when... And I had a, like three impromptu calls while I was walking the neighborhood one day on a showing. And they said... With heels. With heels. Yeah. I was in pain by the time I went home. And it was like in freaking May in Orlando. And so I had to walk to the home. And I even had one of my buyers, as, as embarrassing as it was at the time, say, do you want us to drive you to the next place? But I genuinely wanted, number one, to get to know the area. And then for two... I wasn't about to let them see expired tags on a car. I mean, sometimes you and have to do what you have to do. 2001 Hyundai Santa Fe. Right. Which we don't drive anymore. Yeah, we're thankfully. A, we're driving a bar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but still, it was um, it was pretty tough, you know. And again, you don't let those circumstances bother you. So again, even if you have no opportunity to borrow somebody else's car or use someone else's rental car, it doesn't matter. Just make sure that what you have going for you is really nice and well put together. No matter what it is, go out in style as best as you can. Well, I mean, so that's when you're starting. If you if you have a an average yeah, car, that was the first year. If you have a a Honda, a Toyota, a uh, whatever it is, upgrade as soon as you can. Get a BMW, get a Mercedes, um, get a Ferrari, whatever it is needs to be upgraded so that you are perceived. As successful all the fucking time and before you upgrade again I don't want to oust anybody because again we're talking about something that we weren't able to do in the beginning as well and before you can just make sure that you just keep up with everything appearances very nicely to the best of your ability so even when your car may not be the best in the best shape get it cleaned yeah it's really not that much money to join a subscription car wash like really anywhere we're in Virginia right now and they have subscription car washes Everywhere for and this our is car. not Florida. And people, Florida people is more about nice image. Here. Yeah, exactly. Florida is more about image than Virginia is, and they still have subscription car washes. But again, also, you want to wear the... For women, okay, ladies, wear a nice outfit. If you're in Florida, you know, Look in the summertime, the time. you can adorn yourself with the most gorgeous jewelry for very, you know, very inexpensively. Again, we're talking about a lot of new agents. So in the beginning, wear makeup. Do not feel like, you know... Ah, uh, well, it's not a big deal because I've seen this client two, three times. Listen, I don't care. Go out, make yourself look as nice as possible. And I'm not saying you have to be completely decked out for somebody you've shown 
20 homes, but you do want to always look presentable. You want to act as if a camera is on you at all times as an agent. Yep, exactly. Yeah, so, perception is a lot. So basically don't look like a bum at all. <laughs> don't be a bum, guys. Don't, don't be, be a, a bum. Don't be a bum. <laughs> don't be a bum. Okay. And you know what? Actually, I want to point out one thing. I went to a showing one time, and I looked like a complete bum. And my excuse was... Uh, I have a cold, it's January, the Super Bowl is about to happen, so I was really trying to get home. I remember this, and oh my goodness, and guess what happened? I lost that client. Now, can I say that I can trace it back to the fact that I looked like a bum? I'm going to be honest with you, I think it was that. It could have been anything. It could have been the fact that I was kind of out of it at the time because, again, I had a cold, but I showed up anyway, which is good. You show up no matter what, but I could have showed up better than I did, and I'm being very honest. We all have those times as an agent, but I did lose that client literally the very next day, and so perception really does do a lot. I don't care how many people say, yeah, well, you know, image isn't everything. Okay, well, then you're on the wrong line of business. Because image is yep. a lot when it comes to you real estate. You are in the wrong line of business. Yeah. Yes. Be vain in this business. Yes. Okay. So, ask me a question. So, what would be another way? And yes, we are still talking about wealth. So, what would be one of the, I guess, the habits that you need to adapt to have a wealthy mindset to create wealth as a real estate agent? Um, I would say the biggest thing is... So a lot of people that come into real estate, and this is not everybody, but a lot of people that do come into real estate, mm -hmm. they come to make money. Right. Okay. And usually they come to make money because they didn't have any money before. Mm -hmm. So when they, come, when, when they come into this business to make money, they have to change their relationship to money. And you know me, I grew up poor. I love that. You know, my, yeah. my mom is part Asian, <laughs> you know, and very stereotypical Asian yeah. lady. Hey. They oh, save everything, hey, every jar. Don't, yeah, yeah. So every I came from that background. So, I, so you, I, you know, a little, little And when I say they, I mean Drew's family. So I'm not talking she's about She's talking about the Asians. Asians out there I'm there. talking about Drew's mother. Yeah, she's racist. Stop. <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah, no, she saves no, everything. So no, but like, like stereotyping, my, yeah. my grandmother, she was around during World War II in Hawaii. Asian lady, mm -hmm. didn't have a lot. Um, brought up to be very frugal. So I was brought up that way. Right. And if you remember when I was investing, that actually kind of screwed me up mm -hmm. because I, I, I didn't have the relationship to money that I needed to have. Right. So my thing is you have to change your relationship to money. Mm -hmm. So I remember at first I got, when I started out, I, I had like my first deal was like 50 grand and I went from, you know, having what $500 in the bank account every other week right. to $50,000 in my bank Sitting account. in the bank. Yeah, I and I felt guilty. Mm -hmm. I felt guilty about it. Um, am I worthy? Oh, what? I have all this money. All these really r ridiculous things. And guys, believe me, this is going to happen to you because you're going to have closings where all of a sudden you have $15,000 sitting in your bank yeah. account well, that you may... Yeah, and you may not... Have, well, you had fifty, but I'm saying like you may have... Whatever you the used amount. A better, a better example. Fine. You have So let's say you sell a, a two million dollar home. You have sixty thousand sitting in your bank account. You're you might end up in the same kind of boat that Drew did, where you feel like 
Should I have this much money sitting in Shouldn't my account? Shouldn't I be helping out the poor? Shouldn't I be helping my family because yeah. they really need it? Guys, listen, change your relationship with money. You said it so perfectly. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. You mm-hmm. have to change your relationship to money and how you relate yeah. yourself. So how do you do that, right? Affirmations, kind of what we touched about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing that you're worthy yeah, of Yeah, knowing that. that you're worthy. And, and if you don't believe it, guess what? You better write that affirmation down and start telling yourself you're worthy of this. Yes. And um, listen, you can't change the world working a nine to five. You can't change the world uh, or affect people around you if you're broke. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is what it is. I mean, maybe you can change their vibrations a little bit. Maybe make them happy for a second. Maybe you're a good ear to talk to. But when it gets down to the meat and bones of things, you can't go buy them a house. You can't get them get, get them a new car if you need to. You can't help them pay their medical their medical bills yeah i mean i wouldn't say that you can't change the world working a nine-to-five but not with the money that you are i mean gandhi Gandhi did pretty good but but, yeah exactly but But, you know we're talking about the majority here yeah and you know the thing is i mean i think the the biggest point and i'm i'm mrs pc to a certain extent but i mean i think the biggest thing is that you when you have that money and it does come in and yes it will come in and you'll be amazed once you get it especially the first time i mean i remember the first time i had my huge check um i did have to relate myself in a different way but thankfully you and i the fact that we have a mastermind and that's actually a good podcast we should talk about on another podcast Mm -hmm. but um we had each other to bounce it off of one another when i started to get a little bit too down the rabbit hole of should I be doing this? Am yeah. I worthy? You're like, listen, look at what we're doing to create this. And guys, this is going to happen to you. You're going to yeah. get a huge check and you're like, oh shit. Should, you know, should I upgrade my car to BMW? Why, Am I worth that? Yeah. Why? I mean, isn't my $20,000 spent better elsewhere? Those are all the questions you're going to What is have. everybody going to say? Isn't my mother going to say, you know, you should have spent that on XYZ because you know you needed that. Yeah. And that's yeah. actually for another podcast, too, about what other people say about it. You have to build your relationship around money for you and what's going to serve you. And, yes, you that means you have to be, in a sense, you have to be a lot more selfish with what you do before pleasing everybody else around you. Yeah, and you got to look the part before you can be the part. Oh, isn't that the truth? Yep. It doesn't really take that much money to do it, too. I mean, as a real estate agent... I mean, and $20,000, you're going to come to realize, isn't that much money in this game. Like, yes. You're going to be like, oh, my God, $20,000, I, I, I could do whatever it is you could do in the past. And you're going to realize, well, that's not that's that much money because i got to invest X, Y, and Z. Right. And I'm left with this. Okay, let's talk $100,000. let us talk $200,000. let us talk a million. It's at this point that I want to say something very important and make this really clear to people. Right around this time, you're going to be telling yourself, again, we kind of touched on it before, success, life is a journey. It's not a destination. It's not all about the money. Success isn't everything. Blah, blah, blah. All those things that you're telling yourself. But guys, listen. You did not get into real estate because you want to struggle. Very simple. You didn't get into this because you want to struggle. You got into this you to got get in. out of the fucking struggle. Exactly. You got, you got into real estate 
I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you got into this because you wanted to get out of the rat race. You wanted to do things your way on your terms. And that's exactly why we did it. That's why yep. Drew became an investor when he did. That's why I became a real estate mm-hmm. sales agent instead of a property manager because that's the route I was heading when I graduated college, re- uh, property management. And I said, you know what? I would rather work for myself than work making someone else money, even though I was making a salary or passive income or what have you. So I'm betting on the fact that most of you listening got into this because you wanted more for yourself and you wanted to be able to control what that more looks like. Mm-hmm. So what we're telling you, as as much as it may not necessarily register with you right now, or maybe it does, maybe even a maybe, little bit of it. Maybe you're offended. That's what I was about to say. Maybe even a little bit offended. We're telling you things that, come on, deep down inside, you know it's true. Or you will. <laughs> or you will, especially if you start, if you keep practicing real estate. So. Yeah. Just know that we're telling you this from personal experience and from the experiences we've seen from a lot of people. We have a lot of years of seeing this happen over and over again as far as not creating wealth for yourself and why you weren't and then how to make it. Yeah. And let's be real. Who are you going to listen to? You're going to listen to the rich guy or are you going to listen to the poor guy? Yeah, you're going to listen to the people that have done the trial and error and now have succeeded as a result and have successfully yeah. created a brokerage that has money coming or in. Or you're going to listen to that person still struggling with the mortgage payments, still struggling with their car payment, but don't change their habits, don't change their lifestyle, don't change anything. Yeah, don't listen to people out of obligation. Listen to them because they're actually showing, well, the proof is in the pudding. So it's really simple. It's that simple. You like it or you love it, but... I just wanted to kind of throw that out there. This is when people start saying, yeah, but, you know, and it starts to kind of not just reprogram your beliefs, but kind of offend your your current beliefs because some of this that we're saying, it might offend some of the things that you already um, have established in your mind. Well, good. Should've and that's it. why we're doing this. We want it to. We want you to rethink what you're uh, what you're currently doing every day. What do you do when you wake up? Do you do affirmations? Do you look at yourself and say, I want to look like this tomorrow when I wake up. I want to wear this and I want to do present I myself be like this. 80 pounds overweight every day? Right. How about the cake for breakfast? And that's yeah, another right. thing. Like, I mean, getting your mind right has a lot to do with your body. And so having a wealthy, a success consciousness requires getting in the gym feeling really good physically so you can feel good mentally. So, okay, let's go ahead and I digress. Let's move along to the next thing. So, change your relationship with money. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, what would you say, because, I mean, as an entrepreneur in general, but as a real estate agent, what are the things, what is something that you find if you want to create a a wealthy lifestyle, wealthy mentality, it's not always going to be wealthy. So... What if you are failing at transactions over and over and over again and you start to just say, what is going on? Got what it. do you do then? Well, I'm glad you said that. So, well, you need to be okay with failing. Okay. Because failing, that's the stepping stones to success. Yeah. The road to success is always under construction. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you're always fucking failing. Okay. okay. How many times have we failed this past week? <laughs> let me let me give yeah. you guys a little backdrop. So... We're starting Follow Me Realty, right? And uh, we've talked to many investors. Um, um, Board of con- directors. Yeah, Dave is constantly going out pitching our idea. 
a lot of people look at us like we're fucking crazy. Actually, I want to just say a little snippet about that. So yesterday, for anybody who's kind of followed us from the beginning, we are constantly pitching our idea. It's very new. Follow Me Realty is a really uh, is a really new concept for most people because we're not pitching to buyers and sellers. We're pitching to agents so that way you can be the best damn agents you can be to your buyers and sellers. So we're more of like consulting firms. So I did a pitch with a company uh, or with an organization to basically explain what we're about. Um, and by the end of it, I felt like I had failed. And honestly, I did because I didn't, exp I, I clearly didn't sell them enough to believe in what we were doing. And that was really discouraging in the beginning. But you're going to have that. Like, you can't have those successes without the failures. But it fucking hurt. And it pissed me off, too, that they didn't just get it. Because for me, it's so clear. But, you know, for people who have never heard, hey, we're a real estate brokerage for agents and not for the buyers and sellers. It was... Yeah. It was a new concept and it offended a lot of people. So in a sense, again, I feel like I failed our mission, our pitch, our overall concept. So you have to be okay with failing. Mm -hmm. As a new realtor and in order to create wealth, you're going to fail a lot. You can't eat olives while you're doing the podcast. Sorry, sorry. So you're going to fail a lot. You're going to have, um, you're going to have closings that don't close. You're going to have people that, that leave you. Mm -hmm. As far as your clients go, you're going to have contracts, contracts that fall through. You're going to have, you're going to have buyers who go see a house right underneath you and never tell you and then put a contract on with another agent the next day, the same day, even worse. <laughs> yeah. And you, you know, when you're cold calling, you're going to have people that, you know, you're going to find that as a realtor. Um, and as homeowners, they're very entitled. Uh, they think their piece of property is just the shit. And you, and you realtors, all you want is money. Yeah. That, that, what are you doing with $6,000? So it, it's like they almost get offended that they're giving you a $6,000 check mm -hmm. for you to do their job. So that all comes with the territory. And with that comes failure. Mm -hmm. So you're going to call 100 people. You might get through to five. You might get through to one. But keep in mind, for those three that you get through to, you're going to have five other people who say, just to let you know, when you called, you omitted this word. Or when you sent that email, you mistyped. And that happens to us, too. That, that, yes. So, and that so, happened today. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so, it happens. So be okay with failing. Be okay with morons because they're everywhere. And doofuses are everywhere. So you're going to get those people, even though you know what you're doing, you're on your path to success. You're trying to better yourself, your family, your economy, whatever it is. You're going to have people that are going to constantly stop you. And just know this. When you start failing, you're very close to success. Very close. Yes. When, when people start saying stupid shit to you and they start mocking you and, and, and it may feel like there's no way out and you're not going to progress... You are so close to success. You don't stop there. You keep going until you burst through that. And then on the other, uh, right on the other side of all that criticism and failure is a successful moment, a mm -hmm. closing, some form of success. Or somebody's going to call you and they want to list their million dollar home. I Which mean, happened. Um, and, and, yeah. and, and 
we recently we were reaching out to a lot of investors to keep this uh, to keep our. I mean, because we're a new real estate brokerage, and again, we're a brand new concept, so it's not like we're doing a lot like a mom and pop real estate brokerage where we're like, "Hey, we're open for business, getting agent by agent." What we have to do, although it's it's such a phenomenal concept, it does require time and it requires money capital. and capital. Yeah. And so, in order to do that, we had to reach out to tons and tons and tons. We reached out to over, over 150, 150 investors. investors. People talked, laughed in our face. A talk to over 150 yeah. people that said, "Well, what's your evaluation? Blah blah blah. What is this? What is that?" Remember yeah. what Shark Tank? So we did that like 150. Well, times. and and I will be honest with you, Shark Tank is nothing compared to what we just went through. And the thing is, again. You're going to get those things and it's going to feel like failures. It's going to feel like a whole bunch of fails back to back to back to back to back. But it only takes one for you to say, you know what? It works. Yeah. So basically, long story short, we contacted over 150 either angel investors, venture mm -hmm. capitalists, pitched them our idea about Follow Me Realty so we could grow and expand. Um, a lot of them laughed at us. Some of them said not interested. And a few some, did respond. Some, some of them were very pretentious. And said you guys are, you know, smoking crack. <laughs> um, but guess what? We hit that one and boom. He's like, hey, I like your guys' idea. And boom. And ever since then, what's yep. really good is we've actually talked to a few since then who are very interested in what Follow Me Realty has to offer and willing to invest. So that's really good. So again, we're telling you on our standpoint. On, About failures and, yeah. Yeah, but again, as a real estate agent, you're going to run into that yourself from I mean, every fast, no matter what industry you're in, you're going to run into fails. But you have to be used to or, or get comfortable with failing because the more fails that you have under your belt, the more successes you say that you can have um, in the future. And then actually sometimes that success that comes as a result is going to come from a place you probably didn't even think was going to come from there. So just keep that in mind. Yep. Be okay with failing and know that... With every 100 fails, there's a success right around the corner. Exactly. Okay, so here's one thing. If you want to be a wealthy real estate agent and have a, a, a successful career, yeah. you have to be willing to put in not just your time and your energy and your effort, but you also have to be willing to put in, like we were talking about capital, your own money. money. Yeah. So Invest yes. in yourself. Invest in yourself. Okay, so what does that look like? What would you say that we've had to do? Like, what do okay, you Okay, so we, we've touched on this, you know, a few times already. But you have to be willing to invest. So, clothes, cars, possibly a house, location. Zillow. Um, <laughs> like, you uh, have to be Zillow, willing to do all of that. Marketing, more marketing, advertisement, new car. Mm-hmm new suits I mean the list really goes on and on but if you're not willing to invest you're not gonna make it in this game right and you have to invest in yourself so if, if, you're, if you're looking at a three-piece suit and you're like wow that's gonna cost me 500 bucks you've lost mm -hmm. if you're looking at Zillow and you're like you know what this zip code I really like my markets in here but man that's kind of expensive to get a hundred percent impressions Impressions. Mm -hmm. You've already you you've already lost. You have to be willing to invest, and invest all the time. Because when you start investing, guess what happens? You invest twenty thousand. Guess what happens? Your ROI. You get sixty thousand back. Right. You know you invest zero. 
you, you start to die. You start to go away. So this comes back around to two things. It comes back around to your mindset. Yeah. And how you relate to yourself to money. Yeah. Because you do have to understand that you, you must be willing to invest not only in yourself but your business. This is a business, guys. When you become a real estate agent, you are an independent contractor. You are. So even if you have a corporation or an LLC, which is fantastic as a, you know, as a real estate agent, you can actually form an LLC, a corporation and still be an agent. Either way, you are in business for yourself. And if you create a team, then you have a business that you're running. Either way, again, you are creating your own business. So you need to run your business like a business and a business requires capital. And even if you don't have the capital in the very beginning, you still have to have the mindset to say, okay, yes, I need to invest in myself and I need to invest in what I'm doing. And as a real estate agent, what does that look like? Okay, you have to have the clothes, like you said, have the car or again, at least making sure that you're keeping up with appearances to the best of your ability. Well, I mean, when you have the money, you you pay for that, that car. I yeah, mean, that's, if that's you have the money, line. you pay for yeah. it. And guys, listen, stop trying to beat around the bush and say, I don't need to pay for Zillow. If you have the money to do it, you, you better fucking better, be paying for yeah, Zillow. Bottom line. Period. There's nothing around it. You better be investing it. in proper wanna... technology. Yeah, exactly. Proper automation tools, an assistant. I mean, really, the list goes on. And the, you know what the really cool thing is for a lot of real estate agents or people that are in the real estate in, industry... They understand like home inspectors, um, transaction coordinators, they understand that if you don't get paid, they don't get paid. So what's awesome is you can have people and ally yourself with, with people who will help you create that perception without actually paying them in the beginning. So that's what's really awesome. So transaction coordinators, for instance, they charge anywhere from like $300 to $400 to help you prepare like a listing or do contract to close on a buyer's end. Yeah, They don't get paid if you don't get paid. And most of them have that mutual understanding with you to say, okay. And then also they get paid at the closing table. So uh, having a transaction coordinator helps you create that air of perception as well. Yep. Because they're able to help you schedule all the listing, I mean, schedule all the um, everything, schedule the inspection, make sure that you have all the right addenda there, everything you need, they're there to help you. Yep. So, I mean, just know that you have, you have capital at your fingertips without actually having to pay for that capital yourself. You have people to help you invest in yourself and in your business. So, bottom line, you have to be willing invest, to invest, 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 invest. And I, I know we touched a little bit on this, but I know you had mentioned before the, the bottom line is you really have to treat yourself like a business. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess that would, that would be my last thing on how to create wealth as a realtor um, is you, you must treat it like a business. Why? Because it is a business. Mm-hmm. It, you're not working nine to five. You're not going to Tuffy and changing some tires. Uh, you're not going to Walmart and uh, leaving at five p.m. It's a business. You are the entity. You can make it as big or as small as you want to. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have that mindset, like you are a business, then you're not going to make any serious money in this game. Uh, that's just the bottom line. Right. So you must always treat it like a business because it is a business and that's kind of what we were founded about and that's the thing like your brand is your business so if you are 
the opera realtor you are the opera realtor it's plain and simple that's your business that's your brand that's what you stand for yep. and so what does that mean it means that you run a business that people are going to be interested in whatever you are putting out now for those who aren't interested in it that's why you take massive amounts yep. of action because that helps you weed out who's not for you who it, who you're not for so vice versa and get to your people that it, it's a numbers game guys and so you have to treat your business like a business because every business is not for everyone yeah. i don't shop at walmart i'd rather go to target any day i'd rather go to trader joe's any day but they have found their niche walmart has same thing as a real estate agent you got to find your niche find your people so you have to treat your business like a business and reach out everywhere you can where you can until you find your business, your clientele, your people. Yeah. Like a buzziness. And let me... Buzziness. Yeah. <laughs> let me elaborate on that. So, okay, let's say you're with Follow Me Realty, right? And your name is um, the Ostrich Realtor. And that's your niche. Mm -hmm. You're great with ostriches. You own an ostrich farm. Mm -hmm. You sell ostrich farms in Australia. Whatever. Like, really, who gives a fuck about Follow Me Realty? Right. Right. Like you are the ostrich realtor. You can leave us or leave Remax. And or you leave can whoever. still use the same brand. Yes, like that's the thing. It's like, like we're here, Remax, KW, right. whoever, just to hang your license. You are the entity, not me, not you, not Remax. You are. So that that's why it's so important to treat, to treat, um, you know yourself as a business and not as a little mom and pop because you, you're not yeah. you can make it as big or as small as you want to there's realtors out there making millions of dollars as realtors I had somebody ask me the other day we've been talking to a lot of agents in the last like even three days it's been really crazy and one of the things that one of the agents asked me was okay so I noticed like if you go to Coldwell Banker if you go to Keller Williams um, Remax, their front page is here are the homes for sale. Click here, and you know, like you type in your city or zip code yeah, or what have exactly. you. And they're like, "But I notice when I go to Follow Me Realty, that's not the case. You guys are really branded for agents." And we're like, "Well, yeah." And this is why exactly what Drew is just talking about. We want you to brand you. So when people work with you, they're not working with you because they're like, oh my gosh, that's a follow me realty agent. They're so amazing. Now, do we want people to say that we're amazing? Of Absolutely. course we do. Yeah. Of course we do. Of course we want, but the thing is we want it to reflect that because of the fact that our agents are so awesome. And that's why we teach what we teach as far as like the social media, the online presence, the credibility, the, the prestige. But when you are... And I'm going to give this example again. We've talked about Brandon before, Semperfy Home Guy. When he decides, you know what, I want to go ahead and switch over to, let's say, um, in Virginia, for instance, there's Long and Foster. I want to go to Long and Foster and see what they have to offer. They have this really awesome bullpen there. It's a physical location. Guess what, guys? He has branded himself Semperfy Home Guy. So no one gives it a has, fuck about follow me real Exactly. And we don't want them to because we didn't get into this to say we really want to be this really big brand that everyone knows us and says, well, I trust this agent because they're with Follow Me Realty. You know, we want it to reflect that we're awesome because our agents are awesome. So no matter where they go, they still remember the agent. Yep. So branding is 
everything and you have to really treat yourself like your own business because you didn't get into it to say, I ever since I was four years old, I wanted to be a Keller Williams agent. No, you, and it shouldn't be your goal. It should be because I wanted to be really badass at what I do. Hey, ditto. Yeah. Kudos. So that's it. That's it. So this is how you create your own wealth in real estate. It goes far beyond the dollar signs, although the dollar signs, of course, is the end goal. It has to do with how you carry yourself and what you implement in real estate. Yep. What you do now creates what happens in the future. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you have enjoyed this podcast, and we will be back soon to tell you more about our knowledge. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Dropping some knowledge. Austin, the way down. Let it go.